Thank you, Father. So how are y'all doing tonight? Awesome. I love Wednesday nights. It's like the cream of the crop. I really believe that. It's like those that are hungry. And it's like, he's here. I love it. I love it. I sense it every, every Wednesday night. It's like, he's already here. He's going, I was just waiting on you. <laughs> I was already here. I was waiting on you, Vic. Thank you, Jesus. Hallelujah. So we're talking about hearing God. We're learning about hearing God. And we've been talking about how he's, he's always talking, right? He's always speaking. And tonight, the message is called Meditate His Presence. And I've been, today I was I've been studying for, for the last, I guess, couple of weeks, just thinking on it and going, okay, meditate his presence. Not meditate in his presence, but meditate his presence. Okay? Meditate his presence. So I'm going to kind of slowly unfold it, unpeel it, unwrap it, just like God did to me. Because, I mean, when it hit me, it was so good. So get ready. Um. I want us to look at Joshua 1.8, because when I think of meditate, I go to Joshua 1.8. All right? I'll let you, give you a minute to get there. Thank you, Father. Hallelujah. Those of y'all who don't know, Corey is my son. <laughs> Isn't that good? I taught him how to play guitar. <laughs> I wish. Uh, I didn't even teach him to sing. Okay, Joshua 1.8, it says, This book of the law shall not depart, shall not be removed out of your mouth, but you shall meditate on it day and night, that you may observe and do according to all that is written in it. For then you shall make your way prosperous, and then you shall deal wisely and have good success. Okay, so it puts the responsibility on who? Me, right. It says, I need to meditate on it. I need to make sure that his word is always in my mouth and so that once I meditate on it, I will be able to observe and do it and then I will be able to make my way prosperous. Okay, all right. Meditate, that word meditate, it doesn't mean sitting with your legs crossed, you know, it's not a posture. It's not like an Eastern religion thing. Obvious. I mean, I was looking at that today and, you know, actually they believe that, um, you are to empty your mind in order to, um, have focus, but meditate here means you are to fill your mind with God's word, with him in order to have focus. Amen. That's the, op- that's the total opposite of what Eastern religion teaches. So meditate means to, it means haga in the Greek, I guess. I don't know. Anyway, I looked it up. Murmur, mutter, um, to growl. It said low thunder or to remember. Um, when I think of meditate, obviously it says to meditate on the word. And I, I was just meditating on this. And I thought, well, thy word is him. He is the word. The word of God is himself. It says that in John 1, 1 and Isaiah 9, 6. And when I think of meditate, another word that comes to my mind is to wait, which is not something anybody likes to do. Can you say wait? 
wait. How many of you all like to hurry and wait? No one. No one likes to wait. Um, it's so funny. Even today, I was trying to hurry to get everywhere so that I can hurry to study. And I got behind this slow, slow truck. And tell me if y'all have ever done this. And it's like slow. And I knew I needed to get like to that street. And he's like, we're in so slow. So I cut through. I turned and I went through the, the neighborhood and I beat him. I got to the other side. I beat him because I didn't want to wait. I don't like to wait. So I looked at the word wait. And actually it means um, to bind together, perhaps by twisting, collect, to expect, gather together, look patiently, tarry, to look eagerly for, to rest in expectation, to stay and not depart. Ah. So basically when you're waiting, you're gathering information. I've waited tables before. Has anybody ever waited tables before? And when you wait on tables, you're actually looking at your tables, right? You don't go and get to go to the back and, you know, get a drink of water, grab some chips and salsa and just kind of like, you know, then go out and check on them. No, you're, you're there standing and you're actually looking, anticipating anything that they may need, right? You're, you're getting everything together. You're thinking, okay, do they need water? Do they need more ice? Do they need more lemon? Do they need more tea? You're, you're, you're bringing thoughts together. And you're, you're patiently waiting. I thought of Isaiah 40, 31. The word says that they that wait upon the Lord shall renew their strength, right? When I think of strength, I think of in his presence is joy. Is that right? From Psalm 16, 11. And we know that the joy of the Lord is my strength says it in Nehemiah 8.10, so his presence, his presence. If I wait on the Lord, if I wait on him, I anticipate, I think about who he is, and I'm anticipating what he does. Who he is is what he does. We're going to get there. Oh, I'm so excited. Okay, yield. Do y'all know what yield means? Okay, what does red mean? Stop. Okay, what does green mean? What about yellow? <laughs> Go faster. Go fast. Yield is another thing. How many of you, I, I see people like right here at this yield, right over here. Nobody stops. Nobody yields. And yield means to actually slow down. I looked that up too because I really thought it meant go fast. Because usually that's what you do. You see yellow and you like go fast. So yield means to slow down. Um, you... You're giving and you're permitting, you're granting somebody to have the right of way, right? It means to surrender, to submit, to comply with, to give away. Um, You're watching and you're merging in with something that's already happening. Am I right? Okay. So as I was meditating and thinking about the word yield, I wrote down, watch and merge in, join in with what he's already doing. You accept and you receive, you become a part of the present traffic or the present flow. And he's asking us to yield to what he's doing. That word meditate also means to yield. You're yielding, you're watching, you're going, God, okay, I'm thinking about you. I'm meditating on you. I'm meditating on your word. And then you're able to see where he's working and join him. That's what that word yield means. Okay. 
And I thought of his presence. Let's go to First Chronicles 16, 27. And we all know what his presence, we, we, I mean, we know his presence, but listen to this, um, sixteen twenty seven. it says, honor and majesty are found in his presence. Strength and joy are found in his sanctuary. I love that. Presence is the face of God. It's his countenance. It's his, it's, uh, another word for it is heaviness. It's his person. It's his glory his dwelling place. And this is where the light kind of came on because we're talking about hearing him. And I want you to think about this. What does his presence speak to you? Because we're talking about hearing him, but we're, we're talking about meditating his presence. So what does his presence say to you? Anybody? Well, if you know him, you know his word, so his presence speaks what? We, we, um, we sang about it. His presence is his love. His presence is his joy. His presence is his peace. His presence is strength. His presence speaks. If you're meditating his presence, you are repeating and saying, you're murmuring, you're remembering that very first song we sang. Take a moment to remember. And all of a sudden, what? He's lifting my load. He's lifting my load. Meditate his presence means not to meditate about his presence. It means meditate his presence. A lot of people will say, I just don't hear God. I don't ever hear his voice. And we are talking about, and we're going to get to our scripture where it talks about that the shepherd speaks and the sheep know his voice. But meditate his presence means, what do you know about him? What do you know about the word? When you're in his presence, what are you reminded of? What is he? Because his word speaks. His presence speaks. How many of y'all know that? Um, For instance... I want you to think about this. How many of y'all know that a person doesn't actually have to physically be in the room with you in order for you to hear what they're saying when you think about their presence? Anybody? Anybody? My, I have not lived with my parents for a very long time, but I still hear their voice. They speak. I meditate their presence and I hear, take care of your car. Make sure you wash it. When you wash the dishes, you always wash out the sink. Don't do something halfway. I hear them. Okay, now let's think about people. Think about their presence. Let's think about um, Gomer Pyle. What do you hear? Well, golly. Okay. See? You're meditating their presence. You're thinking about the person. And you hear their voice. Okay. Now let's think about John Wayne. What do you hear? Pilgrim. That'll be the day. I I love this one. He actually, one of his famous quotes is life is tough, but it's tougher if you're stupid. (laughs) He was funny. He could say anything because he was John Wayne. Okay. What about uh, Rocky Balboa? What do y'all hear? Adrian. Adrian. Yeah. Okay. 
Arnold the Terminator. I'll be back. See, when you meditate, the, the presence of that person, what you know about them is what you hear. Is what you hear. You want to hear his voice? You've got to know his, the person of who he is. And that's in here. That's in here. His presence isn't, it's not just a feeling. I mean, we like, we like the feeling. We love to, the goosebumps. And actually, the word of God does say that his, um, he, he inhabits the praises of his people. Well, why are you praising him if not because you've meditated his presence and you remember who he is and you can't help but praise him? Yeah. So just meditate who he is. Meditate. Think about. Mutter. Say it over and over who he is. Um, it's, it's what you personally know about them that you hear in your mind and in your heart. And it's where you know it's truth. Um, Mark 5, 28. I love, I love this story of the woman with the issue of blood. Who would have ever thought? This, this woman, oh my goodness, she suffered so much. I mean, hemorrhaged for so many years that we would still be talking about her. And she would make a difference in so many lives. But listen, the woman with the issue of blood, it says that she kept saying, that's called muttering. She kept saying to herself, if I could just touch the hem of his garment, I know I will be healed. I want you to think about something. She grew up hearing about the Messiah as a little girl. She heard All the time, every day I imagine that when the Messiah comes, that there would be healing in his wing. This is something she knew. She meditated on it until it became truth. She thought about it up here. She would hear it day in and day out, day in and day out. She'd hear it until it became revelation in here, in here. Okay? So she knew whenever she was dealing with something and heard that here was this man She kept saying what she knew. She was meditating his presence. She was meditating. She was saying what she knew. And it caught it it it, when she meditated that truth, it became real in her, which is called faith, which demanded a corresponding action, which caused her to press through the crowd. That dangerous crowd that could have killed her, even to the point to where she met up with the man who actually could have made the decision to have her put away, right? One word, one personal revelation that you've heard, that you've meditated till you know and have received it. You've got to receive this truth. It's not enough for us to stand up here, Dr. Savell. Oh my goodness, the, the, just the revelation that comes out of him. But it's his personal revelation. We just hear it. But then what do we have to do? We've got to meditate on it. We've got to receive it. When you receive something, how do you receive a gift? Do you, you take it. You take it. Do you go and you put it away? You go stick it in your attic? No. All of a sudden, it becomes your own. And when you were little, you'd put your name on it. We'd put, if you had a lot of brothers and sisters and you received a gift, what you did was put your name on it. It's mine. You know, if I receive a gift and it's food, I eat it right away. Or I get a bite of it. Or else I'm not going to get any. So... When you receive revelation, you meditate on it, you think on it, 
you repeat it. You take time. It's not just a moment, but it's a moment. And make it your own. You receive it until it's personal revelation. Um, and it'll change you forever. And the word says in John 8, 30, true, 32, 30, true, 32, um, that the truth that you know will set you free. It's not the truth that you heard. I can tell you the truth all day long. But until you know it, until you receive it, it's not going to do one thing for you. Trust me. So one word that you meditate on, that you, here, I'm going to give you the, the definition that I wrote down. Meditate on that means it's, you're meditating on what you've heard. You deeply think on for the purpose of greater understanding in order to apply it to your life and know how and what to pray. God will honor, I'm telling you, when you meditate his word and his presence with greater revelation, he will reveal himself with new insights. He will. He will reveal himself. A light will turn on and you'll grasp it. You will catch it. I'm going to have Justin do something because I, th- I was thinking about this because, you know, we come to church and... We're not really taking time to kind of meditate or get what's coming. Some of us are like on Facebook or on something or taking selfies. Put that, if you'll stand up there so you can have better aim. He's going to throw the word at me. And this is what happens. I'm a, it's, don't hit me hard. Okay. <laughs> Go ahead. I, we are inundated with the word. Go ahead. Throw it at me. We're inundated. I mean, are we not? Are we not? We hear the word constantly. (laughs) We're constantly hearing the word. But unless we are meditating on it, unless we are receiving it and making it our own, we won't catch it. We won't catch it. (laughs) Yeah, I tried to get softballs so it wouldn't hurt me, but... But that's the, that's the whole thing is like, we'll get like, really, we, we live in America, you guys. Oh my goodness. Probably the, whenever I first got saved, I, I mean, I was a little girl and I loved the word. I would get in it and I wanted to understand it. And I didn't understand what meditate. I'd read that part over and over. I knew Joshua name, meditate on the word of God, meditate on it. What does it mean? I didn't know what it meant. And so but I was hungry and I was in it. And, and there was times where I would, I was able to grasp it. But you know, when I got away from it the most was when I went to Bible school, when I went to Bible college, because I was, I mean, I mean, it was like ping pong balls falling all over. You're constantly hearing the word. You're hearing the word in every class. You're praying in every class. You're going to chapel every day. I mean, everybody's talking the word. Then you have, you know, devotions on Thursday night. You have chapels every morning. And then you go to class and you pray. You read the word. And it's like, oh, my goodness. But it was not becoming personal revelation at all. At all. But I felt like I was good. Because I'm covered in all these nice little soft word balls, you know? They were all over me. But I wasn't catching any of them. I wasn't receiving any kind of personal revelation. Um, his presence, you can see the effects 
You can't see his presence, obviously, but you can see the effects of his presence. It's like the wind. You can't see the wind, but you can feel it. And there's times, I mean, and I know y'all have had some amazing experiences with God where you've actually sensed his presence. He's always speaking. The thing is, are you meditating his presence, taking time to deeply consider and receive his voice? In every situation, he has something to say. And it's going to come straight out of here, you guys. It's going to come straight out of here. Um, Time on our phones, the time that we spend thinking about other things, watching TV, listening to our music, playing video games. We spend time working overtime, doing our hobbies. I I had had a a vision of, and I'm not going to put this raincoat on, but I had this vision of, of me in a raincoat with an umbrella and just like these balls, you know, cause we like to sing about, you know, rain on us, Lord, I want you to rain in my life. And, and I know this is a different kind of a rain, but when I spend time on social media, when I spend time doing other things and, and I'm in the middle of a situation and I'm, it, it's like I'm, I'm in the middle of him speaking like rain falling on me, but I've got a raincoat and umbrella on. And then I wonder, why am I not getting wet? Why am I not receiving anything? Why am I not receiving? I'm not hearing you. And and this is how I, a lot of people will come and go, I just don't hear God's voice. And I'm like, are you spending any time with him? Because like, he's talking all the time. And there's even a scripture that talks about You know, remembering what you even heard from when you were a little girl. He'll bring it back to your remembrance. All you got to do is put your stuff down and take a moment. Seriously, take a moment. But you've got to put those things down. We have to. Because we really should be soaked, completely soaked all the time. I mean, any time that you're, you've got a situation, and, and I hear people say, oh, y'all are, y'all are nuts, you know, with this word of faith people, you know, because y'all want to hear God for everything, and he doesn't talk about everything. Yeah, he does. <laughs> why do you need to ask him about this, and why do you need to ask him about that? And because I meditate his presence. I'm in his presence all the time. I want to hear what he's got to say about everything, and everything he says is going to line up with that word. It's going to line up with that word. He's never going to tell me anything contrary to that, ever. Um, John 15, let's go to John 10, 27. That's our scripture. Um, the sheep that are my own, it says, hear and are listening to my voice. And I know them, and they follow me. They follow me. They do as I do. They do as I do. He is talking. He talks through his word. He talks through others. He talks through his creation. He speaks through what you know, what you remember about what you know. Because that's what we're talking about tonight. Meditate his presence means remembering what you know about him. You may not hear an audible vo- of, of voice inside, but you're going to remember his word, and therefore he is speaking. He is speaking. He's always speaking. One of my favorite stories 
of Jesus' patience and teaching us on how to get a revelation or to get a revelation of who I am or who he is and who I am is in John 11 where um, Lazarus is, has died. And let's go there. Let's go to John 11. Actually, let's do Isaiah 59 first, and then I'll go there. Let's look at Isaiah 59. Isaiah 59, 19. Verse 18 talks about, God's talking, he's saying what he's going to do. He's revealing his intention for the situation. How many of y'all know that? He always does. You know he's always going to tell you. He's going to give you a plan. He'll make a promise. And it is truth. He's not a man that he should lie. And he says in verse 19, So, as the result of the Messiah's intervention, they shall reverently fear the name of the Lord. When you know what God's about to do, you will respond and you will react, right? With fear, with reverency. It says, and his glory from the rising of the sun. So when the enemy comes in, because he's going to come in, like a flood, the spirit of the Lord will lift up a standard against him and put him to flight. For he will come like a rushing stream, which the breadth of the Lord drives. And it's talking about Jesus. For he will come like a rushing stream. When I meditate his presence, when I remember what he's already said concerning my situation, it causes me to praise him. It causes me to fear him and reverence him because he doesn't lie. So when the enemy comes in, like a flood, immediately like a flood, the spirit of the Lord takes over. I don't have to do anything. All I got to do is meditate his presence and respond. Amen? Amen. So look, John 11, look at what's happening here. Jesus has got so much patience with Martha. He's telling her who he is. And he's, he's telling her so that, so that when, and this is what he does for us. This is his mercy, you guys. This is his mercy. I know there, you, you can get, you can listen to tape after tape after tape after tape and message after message after message. You're going, what, what, why am I supposed to be doing this? Because so when something happens, when the enemy comes in, and this is what Jesus was telling, is, is trying to tell her, when the enemy shows up, you will triumph over him. By controlling your thoughts and trusting what you know. Meditate his presence. Let's look at John 11, verse 17. So when Jesus arrived, he found that he, Lazarus, had already been in the tomb for days. Okay? Um, Let's move down to verse 20. When Martha heard that Jesus was coming, she went to meet him while Mary remained sitting in the house. And Martha then said to Jesus, master, she's in the flesh here, you guys, master, if you had just been here, my brother would not have died. Okay. Now verse 22. And even now I know here, she's trying to get spiritual. Got it. And she's trying to meditate his presence. And even now I know She's talking about what she knows, revelation, personal revelation, that whatever you ask from God, he will grant it to you. Jesus said to her, your brother, listen, he's trying to get her to to snap. Trust me, believe in me. 
she says, your, he says, your brother shall rise again. Okay. And Martha replied, I know that he will rise again in the resurrection and the last day. Okay, so she's talking truth. She's talking knowledge, not revelation. She's talking knowledge. It's got to get past knowledge, you guys. Jesus said to her, I am myself, the resurrection and the life. Whoever believes in me, although he may die, yet he shall live. And whoever continues to live and believes in me shall never die at all. And then he looks at her. I can just imagine. I love this. I just imagine this. He puts his, like he's trying to calm her down. Who am I? Come on. Meditate my presence. Who am I? Do you believe this? He's asking her. Do you believe this? Do you know in here And she says to him, yes, Lord, I have believed that you are the Christ, the Messiah, the anointed one, the son of God who has come into the world. She says that. Now let's go to 40. Verse 40. Jesus said to her, because of course she's upset because he's, he asked her to take away. He's asked for the stone to be removed. And she's like, oh my gosh, she's going to stink. And oh, this is going to be horrible. And Jesus says to her, did I not tell you? He's so patient. He is so patient. And he's still holding her hand here. He's not slapping her. His hand is real still gently right here. This is how I imagine it. Jesus says to her, did I not tell you and promise you that if you would believe and rely on me, you would see the glory of God? Mm. He's so patient. So they took away the stone and Jesus lifted up his eyes and said, Father, I thank you that you have heard me. Yes, I know you always hear and listen to me. And he says this on their account for them. If you know who he is to you, if you, if you have a personal revelation of who he is, then you know what he will do. Do you know that? If you know he is love, you know that he is going to love. He's going to respond in love. If you know that he is healing, that you know that he will heal. If you know he is peace, you know, he will bring peace. He is the deliverer. So therefore he will what deliver meditate his presence. Let's look at, um, Psalms 143, five. I love this. It says, I remember the days of old. I meditate on all your doings. I muse. This is one of the translations that I wrote down because I really liked it. It said, I muse on the work of your hands. We have to spend more time meditating his presence. I mean, really meditate his presence. Remembering what he's already done. Remembering the days of old. Hallelujah. Um, go to Psalms one while we're in the Psalms. I know y'all know Psalms one, one of my favorites also. It says, blessed is the man who walks and lives not in the counsel of the ungodly, nor stands in the path where sinners walk, nor sits down where scornful 
That would be the hateful and angry gather. But his delight and desire are in the law of the Lord. And on his law, he habitually meditates by day and night. So what is his habit? Meditating. His habit is meditating, murmuring, repeating quietly with deep devotion. Let's go to Psalms 119. Psalms 119, 14. says, I have rejoiced in the way of your testimonies as much as in all riches. That's pretty good to rejoice in his testimonies, who he is. I will meditate on your precepts and have respect to your ways. In the Amplified, it says the paths of life marked out by your law. Hallelujah. Reflecting. Reflecting. In order to absorb, let's look at uh, verse 99 of Psalms 119. Just flip a page. This is why we meditate his presence. I have better understanding and deeper insight than all my teachers because your testimonies are my meditation. Understanding and insight in order to absorb, to soak in It's the absorption of scripture that leads to the experiences with God. That's called personal revelation. That changes our lives. How we think up here that gets down in here in our heart that changes how we act. Amen. Deep thinking on truths. Deep thinking in order to get an understanding. It's filling your mind with God's truth so that you can focus and have clarity. Revelation power is understanding. Let's go to Proverbs 2. You know, the English language is so limited. I just, we need, I just need to preach this in tongues so that you can get this. <laughs> understanding. When you understand something, What does that mean? I mean, I know in the English language, it's like understanding. Yes, I understand. We say that all the time. I understand. Yeah, I understand. But do you really understand? Because you don't get it right. don't Don't you love that when you explain something to your kids and you're like, you got it? Do you understand? They're like, yes, I understand. I understand. It's like, and it's so wrong. It's not there. It's like, no, here, let me just take this off and just put it in there and then understanding is, is powerful. Um, look at Proverbs two. It says, let's just start on one. My son, if you will receive my words, receive, there it is. Make it your own, receive it, make it your own and treasure up my commandments within you, not on this bookshelf, but inside of you. Making your ear attentive to skillful and godly wisdom and inclining and directing your heart and mind to understanding. Yes, if you cry out for insight and raise your voice for understanding, if you seek wisdom as for silver and search for skillful and godly wisdom as for hidden treasures, then you will understand the reverent and worshipful fear of the Lord and find the knowledge of our God. For the Lord gives 
That's perpetual. That's continual. It's like here. You want some 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 here. You want some. You want some understanding here. 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 You want wisdom here. I love perpetual. I love that word perpetual. He's constantly giving. For the Lord gives skillful and godly wisdom from his mouth come knowledge and understanding. He hides away sound and godly wisdom and stores it for the righteous, those who are upright and in right standing with him. <laughs> he hides it away, godly wisdom, and stores it up for who? For us, those who want it. You want it? Meditate his presence. Just think about it. And it's just kind of like, it's like, he's just like right there. It's like what I said when I came up here. I know I sense it every time. I make time to get in my chair like I did when I was a little girl. I make an effort to wake up early. We've got so many distractions today. Oh, my goodness. You know what? Because the devil knows that in him lies all the answers. In him lies all the wisdom that we need. In him. In him. And that's why, you know, we get so distracted. It's like, oh, it's the beginning of the year. I'll just read my little verse and I'm going to exercise because I need to get, you know, in shape. And so you you constantly are inundated with other things that you really need to be doing and put God on the back burner pretty much. Or you think, you know, I'm just going to. I'll hear the word, you know, I'm constantly hearing the word, but it's not getting in. You're not catching it. You're not meditating his presence. You're not sitting there quietly with your phone turned off, with the video games off, with everything. Get up before your kids because once they get up, forget about it. Or your husband just, you know, and you know what? God honors it. He honors it or stay up later, whichever, or, you know, but get some quiet time. You know, I mean, it's like you go for a walk and you're like meditating in his presence. And then all of a sudden it's like, oh my gosh, the sun is so pretty. And you're taking pictures. Eh? It's like, okay. It's like that ball just went bam. I was about to throw you a good one and it just bam. It, you didn't catch it. You didn't catch it. You know, stop for a minute, meditate. Murmur, say it. You have to say it. God, you're so good. God, you know, I see that and I, I, I see, you know, um, the sunrise or I see the sunset and I thank you. I, I close my eyes so I don't have to look at my phone. I turn my phone off and doesn't buzz, you know, because you're moved by buzzes. We're moved by buzz. It's like, oh, is that you? Is that me? Is that somebody? Who is that? And God's going, okay, we just missed that moment. <laughs> You know, and he desperately wants to reveal himself. It says that in the, from beginning to end, look in the book, he is wanting to reveal himself constantly going like this. Who do you say that I am? I got this. Remember, remember what I've done. Listen to my testimonies. Listen to the testimonies of other people. That, that builds up your faith. Just like that, that, the woman with the issue of blood, she was a little girl one time and she was told over and over when the Messiah comes, there's going to be healing in his wings. The wing is that part of the, his dress. That's the wing. That's why she said, if I touch the hem of his garment, I'll be healed because she'd heard that there was healing in his wing. She'd heard it all her life. She meditated and said, when the Messiah comes, there's healing in his wing. When the Messiah comes, there's healing in his wing. When the Messiah comes, there's healing in his wing. Guess what? The devil put that on her and she meditated his presence and she murmured it over and over. 
if I would just touch his. And how much more do we know for crying out loud? Or in a bucket. I mean, really, we know so much or we've heard so much. We're in the best place in the best time ever. I know everybody says these are the worst of times, the darkest of times. Mm-mm. These are the best of times. These are the best of times. God is like pouring, pouring. If y'all remember um, Captain, what's his name? I know it was a long, long time ago. He was a captain and he had these puppets and all of a sudden all these ping pongs. Captain Kangaroo! Captain Kangaroo. Yeah. <laughs> Who's, who's old? <laughs> um, okay, so it was really cool. Captain Kangaroo would be on television, and I don't know what would happen, but all of a sudden, all these ping pongs would like just come pouring down. It was so cool. I don't know why that happened. I don't remember. I just remember the ping pong balls falling. But that's what we're living in. He is just raining his presence, who he is, revealing himself to us, there is no reason we should doubt, no reason we should ever, ever fear or doubt or waver. If you're meditating his presence, thinking about who he is to you, what he's revealed to you and who you know him to be, amen? Oh, these are the best of times. Get, get a big net. I don't know. Catch all the balls. I just, you know, you know how they did with their aprons. Just like, just catch everything. It's like, I, I, and then meditate on it. Make it your own. Put your name on it. Grab that ball. Put your name on it. It's mine. It's mine. It's mine. Receive it. Make it your own. Amen. I love to, you know how I make it my own? I write it down. I write it down. Got to remember when you said this to me. You said that great would be the peace of my children. They would, they would serve you all their days of their life. They would long after you. Like that deer pants for that water. My children will. You can look at my Bible. I've written their names in there. So when anything happens where it looks like it's not happening, uh-uh. I go back and meditate his presence. This is what the word says. This is what the word says. This is what you said. You never lie, God. You're so good. And I start praising him because I think about who he is. And all of a sudden, he shows up. He, sh- he shows up. You know what that word means when it says, you know, and I looked it up on the Internet. And, and uh, I, there was a Jewish person who went on there and was really upset that Christians say, use their scripture. That he meditates the praises of his people. Because this person was like, you are not his people. And yes, I am. I'm his people. I have been grafted in. I'm adopted. Um, and that what it means is when he meditates or um, he inhabits the praises of his people, I want you to get the image. What's the most comfortable place in your house? The most com- comfy couch or comfy chair in your house? Do y'all have one? Everybody has one. Yeah. And so when you praise him, when you meditate his presence, is that if you've just said Come and sit in this comfy chair, in this comfy couch. Yep. You've, you've given him a place in your, in your comfy living room or in your comfy chair and couch. And you, you sit there and you listen to him. And he's able to speak into you. But you've got to stop. You've got to stop everything and go, okay, talk to me. 
talk to me about what I'm dealing with. Remind me. Remind me. That's what the Holy Spirit does. Reminds you. That's what he does. Thank you, Father. Thank you, Jesus. I want to be still. I don't want to be busy. The opposite of being busy is being still. It's resting, communing with him, bowing down, kneeling, humble, lying prostrate, praising him, worshiping him, giving thanksgiving, spending time with him. I want to recognize when the devil is trying to keep me busy because there's probably something I need to catch or I need to hear. Inside this gift, inside this word, inside of God, inside of his Holy Spirit, in his presence, is everything I need. There is healing. There is wisdom and direction and miracles and salvation. You can get every answer that you have need of right here. I pray for those people that the devil has caused you to become indifferent to the word of God, maybe because you didn't hear him at a crucial time in your life. I pray that there be healing in your heart. If there's somebody watching, you've become indifferent. You're like saying, okay, maybe I'll just give him one more chance. God, maybe you'll talk to me, but you weren't there when this was happening. I didn't hear you when this was happening. And you've turned your back on the word. You've turned your back on his presence. And for those of you who are sensitive to the Holy Spirit, I want you to pay attention to those people that you see maybe once a month. Maybe they only come once every other month. Maybe they only come once a year. Be sensitive to those people that have become indifferent to the word and God's presence. And remind them, be the Holy Spirit to them to remember. Because you know what? A lot of the times I find that those people that are the furthest away from God or seem to be the furthest away from God, they were pastor's kids. They grew up in church. They were baptized as little kids. And they've stopped meditating his presence. They've stopped meditating who he is to them or who he was or who they remember him to be. And that's what causes you to become indifferent to it. Like, oh, it's not real. It's easy to have excuses why we don't take the time to listen to God. But know that they're just excuses and they're straight from the devil. He's just trying to keep you from your answer, from your miracle. I just want us to pray. If maybe you're one of those people and you say, God, I I just, I don't hear your voice. I want to hear your voice. Father, I thank you for this word tonight. I thank you for this word tonight. Meditate his presence. I thank you for reminding us. You're so good. You remind us to remember. You remind us to remember. That's exactly what you're doing. You always set us up to succeed, to be victorious. You teach us about yourself, and then you remind us to remember. But it's up to us to meditate, to remember. And then you empower us with just greater revelation and insight and understanding that causes us to move in faith and 
And just like that woman pushed through crowds, dangerous crowds, to get my answer because I know it's there. Father, I thank you. Forgive us for when we don't give you time. I thank you that you're relentless in your pursuit of us. I thank you that you're constantly, constantly speaking to us. Thank you, Father. Mm.